Communicating in Battle, Season 1, Episode 2. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Revolutionary War Rarities podcast, the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. You know, Jim, just recently I discovered something that I never knew in American history. For whatever reason, I don't remember ever reading about it, studying it, or even really being curious about it. So here it is. Why were there drummers that went along with Revolutionary War soldiers to battle? I had always assumed that it was to get soldiers pumped up for their battles or to keep them in step as they marched. And to be honest with you, that was about the end of my thoughts on that subject. But it turns out that there was much more to it. There certainly was much more to it. Yes, drummers were used to help in the process of marching long distances. However, they were critical in the process of conducting a battle. Obviously, there was no technology available to enable a commander to give commands to his troops across a battlefield. Guns and fighting were loud, and therefore commander's voice, no matter how loud it might be, could not be heard by the troops. So there were signals that were established and talked to the drummers and to the troops. Then, in the middle of the battle, the commander would communicate directly with the drummer, who would then drum the signals out to the troops, And this is how a commander would manage a battle. So all companies would have a drummer? Well, for the most part, yes. And what would the signals be? What did they sound like? Well, there was a signal for just about everything. There was an alarm signal that told the troops of sudden danger. This would put the troops on notice that they would likely be called to duty in the very near future and would give them a warning to prepare. There were signals for the troops to assemble. Two arms, retreat, march, go right, go left, go to church, go to dinner. There were signals for just about everything. Okay, so drummers were not just for keeping everyone in step. We've all heard about drumming five cores. I know what a fife is. It was basically the flute of the day. It was small. It was rather shrill. I had always assumed they were just for entertainment, but that turns out not to be the case, right? That is correct. A fife played on the battlefield was used for the same thing that a drum was used for, to signal the commander's orders to the troops. So it turns out that a drum and fife corps can be heard from as far away as about a mile, and due to the specific sounds they make and their frequency, they can generally be easily distinguished during the chaos of battle. That's correct. Not unlike the quarterbacks that you see playing football today. Instead of yelling out instructions for the entire game, they simply clap their hands. The hand clapping can be heard above the crowd yelling and screaming. This is very similar to the concept of the fife and drum used during the American Revolution. So did the drummers and fifers fight? No, they were non-combatants and were actually dressed differently. This doesn't mean, however, that they weren't killed. From time to time, as they obviously were very close to the action, but it was not standard practice for either side to proactively kill the drummers and fifers. So after digging into this subject a bit further, it turns out that the drummers and fifers during the American Revolution were usually between the ages of 10 to 18 years old. Now that doesn't mean that there weren't older individuals that performed these duties or even that there weren't younger individuals below 18 who actually fought. It just means that this was generally what happened. Now note, this is an interesting note, the average age of a British drummer in the 22nd Regiment of Foot was 34 years old. So Jim Maples, it's trivia time. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. You will recall 
that our last podcast focused on the oldest known soldier of the American Revolution, and his name was Samuel Whitmore. Since we're now talking about the younger participants of the American Revolution, do you know who the youngest known participant was? Well, it turns out to be a young drummer boy, age seven, named Nathan Futrell. He was a young boy from North Carolina who went to battle with his father. He's buried in an area that used to be known as Laurel Furnace, Kentucky. That community no longer exists. That is in the area known as the land between the lakes that spans both Tennessee and Kentucky. However, his gravesite is known, it still exists, and it's also been marked by the Sons of the American Revolution. So what kind of weapon did drummers and fifers carry to protect themselves during battle? Well, it turns out they would commonly carry a short sword, and that's it. So did George Washington have a drummer boy? Indeed he did. Actually, he had several. One was named John George from New Jersey and served with General Washington for at least three years of the Revolution. He's buried in Marion County, Indiana. There was also Alexander Milliner, who served with George Washington for four years and is buried in Adams Basin, Monroe County, New York. Washington is known to have had 10 drummers, one per company, and six fifers. Question number four, were there other instruments that were ever used for signaling during battle? Yes, there were. Trumpets and even bagpipes were used for that purpose, but I don't believe that either were used during the American Revolution. Okay, last question. Were there any other benefits to having the fife and drum around the troops? Well, of course, they provided music to the troops, which was a tremendous boost to the overall morale of the troops. And so it goes. Contributions from young and old colonials for the purpose of liberty and self-government. Seven-year-old Nathan Futrell is yet another fine example of the battle that was and the country that we ultimately became. And Frank penned the following, how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. Nathan Futrell lived that and served where he could before being old enough to do much of anything. Another dreamer who helped the American dream to become a reality. We salute you, Nathan Futrell, and all of your young compatriots that communicated critical messages throughout the Revolutionary War to the troops. If you would like more information, we recommend you read or listen to Boy Soldiers of the American Revolution by Caroline Cox, available at your local library or wherever books are sold. I'm Jim Griffith. And I'm Jim Maples, and we thank you for joining us today. And please be sure to join us for the next episode of the Revolutionary War Rarities Podcast. It's been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.